Hi, this is Tahoe's Connection for Families. I'm here with Lorene Meyer, and we're going to be talking about the Choice of Two class today. Hi, I'm Lorene with Tahoe's Connection for Families, and Kaylee and I are going to help us through the idea of empowering our toddlers with the Choice of Two. Our, as our babies grow out of the infancy time, they start realizing there are options in the world. One of the things they realize is that they can express what they want. They learn early on if they want to be in mommy's arms for cuddles or daddy's or grandma's. And they vocalize this and we listen and we respond. By the age of one, we start seeing that they're very good at telling us what they want and when they want it. They're trying to get power in their life in a life that doesn't have a lot of control and a lot of power. Unlike us, when we say, oh, I feel like um, going to the grocery store and buying strawberries because that's what I would like for lunch today, our toddlers can't do that. So they try to take as much power in their world wherever they can. Um, lots of times when the answer is no, if they want to have ice cream for breakfast and the answer is no, the way they respond is by having a tantrum or screaming or yelling until they try to get their own way. Um, if we can't handle the screaming and yelling, we often give in. If we are setting that line clearly in the sand, we just keep saying no. Um, an easier way for them to handle this is to give them a choice. So instead of saying, what do you want for breakfast? You can say, we're having oatmeal for breakfast and would you like strawberries or blueberries on your oatmeal? So that the more they feel empowered, it doesn't mean they get to have ice cream, and we don't ask, do you want, what do you want for breakfast? But we give them the choice of, with your oatmeal that I've already decided, which is a good, healthy thing for you, you get to be empowered to make the choice of what's going on top of the oatmeal. Not with an open question and answer, but with the choice of two things that you are okay with either choice. You obviously don't give them a choice of something you don't have. If you think they would never pick bananas because your child doesn't like bananas and you want to convince them to eat strawberries, you don't say, do you want bananas or strawberries? Because if you don't have bananas and that one day they say bananas, you're going to be fumbling around to try to convince them why strawberries is better. So the choice needs to be two things you're perfectly okay with. Don't try to outwit them by offering them something you know they don't like because they're pretty smart and they'll realize and they'll, they'll pick the thing that you think they'll avoid. Children need to have more power in their world, but remember offering open questions gives them the opportunity to make decisions that aren't healthy or aren't safe for them. If we give them the choice of two things that we're okay with, it empowers them to make a choice, but it still gives us the ability to put the healthy parameters or safe parameters around it. 
um, it's real simple. Like we're going to go outside for a walk. Do you want to put your red shoes or blue shoes on? Instead of saying you need to put your shoes on. If you say you need to put your shoes on lots of times at this stage, they're going to say no, they want power. So then you have a big battle of you need to put your shoes on because you could step on something that could poke your feet or it may be hot and burn your feet or we can't go unless you put your shoes on and the battle starts. It's the battle of who has the most power. And that's when our children fall apart and melt down because they want some control in their life. So if we tell them, you get to pick which shoes, the answer is they have to put on shoes, but they get to decide which ones they're going to put on. So Lorene, what if... What if the child, when you're offering the red or the blue shoes, says, I want to wear my unicorn shoes? Why would that be a problem to let them do that? It sounds like it would be so easy to say, oh, good, they're at least wearing some shoes. But the problem is you open the door to then making the two choices, 23 choices um, down the path. So the answer I would give, instead of saying, no, you don't get to use your, wear your unicorn shoes, I would say, oh, unicorn shoes are a good idea. So tomorrow when we go for our walk, you can pick your unicorn shoes. But today it's the blue or the red, even if it isn't a big deal to you. Because one day they'll pick something that is a big deal and they won't be able to wear the unicorn shoes and you have given them a choice of two. And that's just, that will trigger the meltdowns just the same. So does it also, go ahead. Does it also kind of snowball into negotiating, would you say? Absolutely, or, or never really seeing that there's boundaries. What ends up happening is they think that uh, your choices don't have boundaries to it. And so then they think that they can always add another option in. Um, and pretty soon the parent ends up not really giving a choice. It's back to what do you want to put on your feet? Um, so parents need to realize that we want to empower our kids so that they feel strong and that they have some decision-making in their life. But the other thing is we need to put the boundaries on so those decisions are safe, they're healthy, and that our kids end up realizing there are boundaries in, in life. Uh, we too have boundaries. And the more we learn to live within those boundaries, the happier we are. And um, our kids will end up being happy. One of the things happens is when we say red or blue, a child will just say no. And then you turn and ask them again, this is your last chance. Do you want to pick red or blue? And if you don't pick, I'll pick for you. And usually what happens is they'll still say no, and then the parent picks the red tennis shoes, and right away the child says no blue, because they realize they've lost the power when the parent has picked the red. 
And the biggest problem there is the parent goes, oh, I don't really care because I gave them the choice of two. I don't really care. So, okay, you can go to the blue ones. But that also opens the door to, I never have to make a decision. And when you pick for me, I always get to reroute the, the choice. Mm -hmm. So we have to stay with, oh, next time when I ask you, you need to pick, but you didn't pick. So I picked for you. So we're, you're wearing your red tennis shoes. I know that makes you upset. But next time I give you a choice, I, I'm sure you will pick. And I also try to remind them the next time I give them a choice, I try to say, if they say no, I try to say, oh, remember the last time when you were picking what color tennis shoes you wanted to wear? And you didn't pick and you ended up wearing the red ones because that's what I picked and you weren't happy about it. Maybe you want to pick this time. I always want to give children a choice quickly to be successful after there's been a, a time when they didn't choose so that they have the opportunity to see what it feels like to have that choice to make a choice and feel empowered by that. So I like them to have a choice pretty quickly after there's been the struggle. So would you like after that maybe say, <clears throat> we also need to put on, on a coat today, it's cold outside. Would you like to wear your sweatshirt or this coat? Like to give them a choice quickly, is that what you mean? Yeah, I, I might even not do it that quick, okay. but I might do it as you're out walking say do you want to go uh down the street or up the street so that after they get out and they're calm mm -hmm. and realizing they're now at a place with in spite of that i didn't pick the tennis shoes i'm wearing i'm in a fun place i'm having a good time mm -hmm. and now i get to pick something else so don't do it too quickly because you may end up with a lot of those same emotional feelings that are still tied to the lack of power over the tennis shoe choice. Right. But moving on just even five minutes to, a, to when they're in a happier place and, and then they get to make that choice and feel empowered by it. I feel like verbiage um, that we use at TCF often is that's not an option right now. We uh, do use that's not an option. And the reason we do that is for them to understand that you hear, you understand their request, but that their request is not an option right now. It's not an absolute no. It could be an option tomorrow. It could be an option tomorrow that we do have ice cream for breakfast because we're doing something fun and silly. But to say no, just ends up causing them to push back even harder. So sometimes saying it's not an option today or it's not an option right now teaches them that maybe another time it could be an option. So how often throughout the day are you giving your kids options? Like what, what does that look like? Cause I feel like some parents might be worried that every decision they're making, they have to turn into a choice. I think that's a good question, Kaylee. One of the things we have to remember is we need to give our kids quite a few options for choices. Mm -hmm. But if we give them a choice so much throughout the day, they're going to turn and, and go, who's the parent here? Who's the adult? 
I'm feeling overwhelmed by making too many decisions in my life. If I have to pick everything before we get to go outside, mm -hmm. I may be overwhelmed with too many choices. So we have to find that balance. But doing just one choice a day is not enough empowerment for our kids. But doing 15 choices to get outside to go for a walk is way too many. So we have to find that balance and make sure we're not uh, thinking we are empowering them by giving them too many choices because what ends up happening is they will feel overwhelmed. It's not unlike us. If we have too many choices in our life or too many decisions to make in our life, we feel overwhelmed. Well, they're right. little. So that overwhelming feeling comes pretty quick. I, I feel like a question that usually comes up with parents is they get to a place, they often use the choice of two in situations where they think they might have a battle with their child. Like it's a battle of the will. So they, this is a great tool for that. If you, if it's usually hard to get your shoes on with your kids, you turn it into a choice. Um, we had a mom a few years ago who had a really hard time all of a sudden with her four-year-old, um, getting out of the bathtub. It would be a fight every night. And she came in after a week of that. I was so distraught and upset about it. And, um, we were just talking through it. I said, are you giving him a choice? And she's like, I don't know what, what would the choices look like for that? Like he has to get out of the bath. He has to go, he has to go to sleep. Um, so I think sometimes we forget that the simplest choice is, do you want to get out by yourself or do you want me to help you? Do you want to blank or do you want me to help you? Like you get Correct. to help by yourself. That's a, that good, like? a good thing to remember because some kids will want that help. But oftentimes, especially at the age of four, it's like, help me. Are you kidding? I can do it myself. And the end result is they're out of the bath to get ready for bed. But oftentimes, we forget to give them the choice of something real simple as, do you want to do it yourself or do you want me to help you? And you have to remember, if you really think that they're going to pick, I want you to help, and you're not willing to help, then you shouldn't be offering that. So you have to make sure and check with yourself you're willing to offer the help. Don't think, oh, I know they're going to want to do it by themselves, so I'm going to offer this, and then just as you think they're not going to pick your help, they'll ask for your help, and you're going, I don't want to pick up the toys tonight because I've got dinner to put on the table. So you have to also check in with yourself to make sure you're offering, do you want my help sincerely and you're willing to do it? That definitely makes sense. Um, I wanted to circle back when you're talking about creating choices that are safe for your child. Like an example of that would be, we don't give our child a choice of if they're going to sit in their car seat or not. There's certain things that we're very comfortable not giving choices about. Cause I think sometimes we think we're being mean <laughs> by, you know, making them do something that, that is safe for them. Um, but I've heard you talk a lot at TCF about boundaries, creating a safe environment for children anyway, that they feel safer. Not only are they actually safer, but they feel safer in that space. Yes. Yeah, so setting boundaries, often parents or adults get nervous and they think, oh, I'm being too strict. 
And what they don't realize is boundaries make human beings, and especially young children, feel safe in the environment they're being raised. If they do not have boundaries, they end up wondering who really cares enough about me. And when I see that my mom or dad or grandparents or even caregivers give me boundaries, but with some choice, I end up realizing they're keeping me safe and I feel safe, but I also am empowered within those boundaries that are set by my family. So the more we can create boundaries that are real clear for our kids so that they understand how to live in within those boundaries, but also have choice in there and also be empowered to live within those boundaries and also know that when I step outside that boundary and make a choice that isn't safe, there's going to be somebody who cares enough to pull me back in and help me live within the, the boundary set in our family to keep me safe and keep me healthy. So this is all part of learning. They need to learn to live within boundaries and have choice. If we restrict all their choice, they're more likely to go outside and live outside the boundaries when we're not watching. Um, if they have power within those boundaries, they feel very comfortable and confident, but they also know they're very safe. And that's one of the things we want our kids to know is that they're cared about, they're safe, and yet they are getting more and more power as they grow up. Well, thank you so much, Lorene. Um, I think having the choice of two tool in our tool belt is very helpful, especially when it comes to our TCF philosophy. It's one of our core classes that we um, highly suggest parents work into their everyday life. So this is by far one of my favorite classes. <laughs> one of the things I often hear from parents and I actually see is that when parents do start offering the choice of two, how much happier not only the child is, but the parent too, and how much happier the family is. Um, there's less battles, and uh, it's just fun to watch that growth and that positive energy as kids feel empowered and the parents see their kids making good choices. So it, it's a long-term Thing. If we start it now, our kids end up being better decision makers in their future, too. It's so amazing. And I, this is one of the classes that first changed totally how I interacted with kids that I used to nanny. And it did take stress out of our day. It's like, I didn't feel like I was guessing all the time with being too nice or too mean. It was like, here's two choices. We're going to make them or I'm going to make them and our day is going to move on instead of trying to bribe my kid or the kids, you know, to put up their coat on or bribe them or negotiate for things. So I feel like this tool is a really helpful one for everyone. <laughs> well, thank you for participating in this class with me. And I hope other parents and other caregivers see the value in it. All right. Thank you so much for joining us for this class today. Bye.